City of Ocala, Florida, v. Art Rojas et al. On petition for writ of certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit. Decided March 6, 2023. Justice Thomas dissenting from denial of certiorari. In 2014, a shooting spree in Ocala, Florida, left several children injured. In response, the city of Ocala's police department worked with community leaders to identify suspects and witnesses. Leaders of the religious community suggested holding a prayer vigil in the town square to bring the community together and encourage potential witnesses to cooperate. The chief of police agreed and posted a letter on the department's public Facebook page asking citizens to attend a prayer vigil for the victims. At the vigil, uniformed police chaplains appeared on stage alongside community religious leaders, all singing and praying for the injured children. Respondents, several atheists who voluntarily attended the vigil with full knowledge of its religious content, sued the city and several officials. They alleged that they felt uncomfortable and unable to participate at the vigil because of its Christian themes, and that the city had violated the Establishment Clause. The District Court granted summary judgment to respondents, holding that they had Article Three standing, and that the vigil violated the Establishment Clause under the Lemon Test. Applying circuit precedent, the Eleventh Circuit agreed that at least one respondent had standing, because she came into direct contact with the vigil, but it remanded on the merits in light of our express abandonment of Lemon last term in Kennedy v. Bremerton School District. Although the Eleventh Circuit was correct that Lemon is no longer good law, we should have granted certiorari to review whether respondents had standing to bring their claims. Standing is an antecedent jurisdictional requirement that must be established before a court reaches the merits. It thus makes no difference that the court below remanded based on Kennedy, and it may make no difference if the district court holds for petitioner on the merits. Courts have no constitutional authority to pass on the merits of a case beyond their jurisdiction. To do so is by very definition for a court to act ultra vires. Much more than legal niceties are at stake here. The statutory and especially constitutional elements of jurisdiction are an essential ingredient of separation and equilibration of powers, restraining the courts from acting at certain times and even restraining them from acting permanently regarding certain subjects. This tenant is as solid as bedrock and almost as old. Because standing based on mere offense is in insignificant tension with Article 3 and our precedents, 
I would have granted certiorari to determine whether the courts below lacked jurisdiction. I have serious doubts about the legitimacy of the offended observer theory of standing applied below. For decades, members of the judiciary have noted that offended observer standing appears to be flatly inconsistent with our opinion in Valley Forge Christian College v. Americans United for Separation of Church and State, Inc., 1982. In that case, we held that the psychological consequence presumably produced by observation of religious conduct with which one disagrees is not an injury sufficient to confer standing under Article 3, even though the disagreement is phrased in constitutional terms. Offended observer standing appears to warp the very essence of the judicial power vested by the Constitution. Under Article 3, federal courts are authorized to adjudge the legal rights of litigants in actual controversies, not hurt feelings. In every other area, we have been clear that offense alone is insufficient to convey standing. And we admonished in Valley Forge that there is no principled basis on which to create a hierarchy of constitutional values or a complementary sliding scale of standing. Yet offended observer standing seems to do just that by carving out a special exception to the rules governing standing for Establishment Clause claims. Valley Forge could not have been clearer that a relaxed standing doctrine does not become more palatable when the underlying merits concern the Establishment Clause. Nonetheless, we have muddied the waters by repeatedly reaching the merits of Establishment Clause cases premised upon offended observer standing in the courts below. Fortunately, drive-by jurisdictional rulings of this sort carry no presidential effect. But we should not continue to hold expressly that the injury-in-fact requirement is no different for Establishment Clause cases, while implicitly assuming standing in those cases based on an injury that, in a non-establishment clause case, would not get the plaintiff into the courthouse. Nor should we continue to countenance the undermining of our well-reasoned Valley Forge precedent by the Courts of Appeals. This Court's intervention has become increasingly necessary as time has demonstrated that this problem is not going away by itself. Even those courts of appeals that recognize the apparent illegitimacy of offended observer standing now find themselves bound by circuit precedent to apply it. And anomalous exceptions that expand an institution's power have a tendency to swallow rules that limit it. The same is true here. Far from naturally receding, offended observer standing 
threatens to dilute Article Three requirements in other areas. We should reconsider this seeming aberration before it further erodes bedrock Article Three restrictions on the judicial power. Decades ago, I joined Chief Justice Rehnquist in a dissent from denial of certiorari that recognized the tension between standing based on religious offense and Valley Forge. See City of Edmund v. Robinson, 1996. At the time, Chief Justice Rehnquist lamented the court's failure to confront this undeniably important question that determines the reach of federal court's power of judicial review of state actions. Time has vindicated this exhortation, and I continue to urge the court to review the legitimacy of this form of standing. If the courts of appeals are unwilling to reconsider their offended observer precedents on banc, we should intervene to vindicate our holding in Valley Forge. We've come to the end of the opinion. Until next episode, thanks for listening to What SCOTUS Wrote Us.